Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Fun fact, uh, it's been one hell of a couple of weeks. We uh, slowed down the recordings, but you guys know, if you're an avid listener, you know that we're all over the place when it comes to this. We want to get more structured in it, um, but I have to be honest, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. With regards to that structure, sometimes we're going to crack out 10 episodes in a month. Other times it's going to be four, uh, but we are here. <clears throat> Our audience numbers are going up. My voice is falling out. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to waste any more time trying to clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. I have a follow-up guest to last episode with Eve, uh, the, the paranormal episode. I really had a lot of fun on that episode. I really, really enjoyed uh, sort of where it went. And for the first time ever, the show was haunted. And if you heard last episode, you heard the really weird sounds. I'd never heard this before in any of my feedback. Uh, I remember too, at the end of it saying, I really want to make this an arc. Uh, and it, it, it fell into my lap. Uh, I am here today with another guest. Uh, he is an author. Uh, he's been a journalist for well over 20 years, written one book. He's got another book coming out, another uh, paranormal book. We're going to drop all the links and all that fun stuff at the end of this show. But for the next little while, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about everything weird, fun, crazy, creepy, uh, exciting. Let's talk about this stuff. Kevin Killen, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for being here. Hey, thank you for having me, Adam. I appreciate uh, you having me on. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And like I was saying, I am enamored with everything that isn't on the television, you know, like this, this crazy stuff. And uh, we also like to promote people doing things with their lives, um, i.e. writing a book. So before we get into the creepy stuff, the fun stuff, the, the, the ghoulies, what was it like, the journey, and, and you and I talked a little bit on the pre-show about this, you, are on, you were on a 20-year journey, although you were a journalist, you're published all over the place, to get this book put, out, put together uh, and to get it out. What was that like? What, what was the process involved in and going from a man that wasn't published to a man that was published. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you a little analogy that I'm sure you'll appreciate because uh, I see that you're a wrestling fan. Yes, sir. a wrestling fan. I, I know you got to be uh, familiar with the uh, Nature Boy. Yep. Okay, so the journey for my book, I bled, I sweated, and I paid the price. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, seriously. It, it, it honestly, I, I know I joke about that, but seriously, there were there was really blood, sweat, and tears into this book, um, and it took uh, just gathering everything and going through the process of 
of I used to have a wall of rejection letters. Um, mm-hmm. I actually kept them all and posted them as is um, um, for me to 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 look at and say, hey, don't give up because you're going to get there eventually. And I said, even if I got to reject it a thousand times, the thousand first time is going to be the one that counts. That's and right. It was you know 150. Before you know what's I funny? Got a publishing contract. So. That that's a cliche up until it happens. Like that's the ultimate cliche until it happens. And you're like, well, fuck here we are this literally the 101 time, like you said, 150 times. And when you have these conversations and when you push that and promote that on people, they're like, no man, you just like, it sounds cliche, but cliches are cliches for a reason that this is the shit that happens. So you and 150 people, man, that's amazing. And you just kept pushing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been a journey and, and I wouldn't give it up for anything. It's been rewarding. It's been sad. It's been, rejuvenating it's been you know frustrating and there's been a lot of anger and, and just joy and i've met through this um product of, of getting the book out there into the public and doing these podcasts and these radio shows i've met a lot of great people and and i'm, I'm blessed to have met a lot of people so yeah yes uh eve evans spoke highly of you uh so that's that's fun <laughs> you and i are yeah, just meeting now yeah, she, she's a, she's a really 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 good lady, and uh, she's an excellent author. So I, I appreciate that. Yes, agreed. Uh, a lot of fun with her. Uh, she'll be back on the show, as I'm assuming you more than likely will too. Maybe we'll do a, maybe we'll get a couple. Maybe we'll get a panel. That'll be fun. Get a panel. Oh, of this. that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. So your book, uh, Ghosts and Me, is it's out. It's available now. Um, what's without sounding you know obvious what's the book about it is my 30 something plus year odyssey of uh paranormal events that have happened to me from the time i was about five years old and continuing now into my currently haunted workplace i'm no longer a journalist i actually help i'm actually a recovery and addiction counselor now amazing and i work in a residential setting and it is very haunted and very active and and a lot of the things that have happened the last couple of years actually were ended the book. So I was actually able to get the last couple chapters of my book from working where I'm at. Hmm. How did, how did that feel? A book that's been in progress for so long. And then you, you wrote the last word. What was that like? You know, it was, it was challenging uh, because I, I I don't want to be quote unquote, a a one hit wonder. And I'm not saying this book is a hit or anything, but I didn't want this to be my only thing. Flat out. So hit. I was, it was, it was some sadness, but it was relief. And, and, and I was just, you know, when I got the publishing contract, actually before when I got the, the email where they actually said, Hey, we want to publish your book. Are you still interested? And I, I literally thought I was dreaming <laughs> because I was like, this gotta be a joke. So it was very exhilarating. Uh, but there was some sadness, but I, I knew that because I'm an empathic person and this stuff happens to me all the time, it would continue. So again, there's probably going to be a part two eventually. That's amazing. That I love. I love that you're in addiction recovery. I love that you're helping people. I love that you're an empath. I love that you're experiencing all this stuff. These are all things that that people, for the most part, just sort of wash over. They're like an empath. This they don't. Really, you know, I have empathy. What are you talking about? You know, you know that I grew up. Me personally, I grew up as an empath, not having a clue what I was. I thought for the longest time, I was a sociopath because I wasn't emotionally connected to the things that. Everybody yes. else was connected to. Absolutely. I am 100% not sociopath, even though I still don't really give a shit about the things that most people give a shit about. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of fun to, to understand, you know, to step into your power, to step into your right, the right power that you have and, and to own 
yourself with the knowledge, new knowledge um, of, of everything. And I have, um, I've, I've had a few uh, quote unquote paranormal experiences. I talked about them in the last episode, so I don't need to go into them again. Um, but I want to hear about yours. I want to know, you know, stuff was happening to you. And you said at one point you said, this is happening. I'm noticing this. This is repetitively happening. I'm noticing more. Uh, now it's happened so much that I feel I should write this down. Now I want to write a book. So if this has happened so much to the point where you had to write this down and had, and had to get it out, where did it start? Let's, 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 let's head down the, the path. Let's take us to take us on a journey, my friend, take us on a journey. Sure. Not a problem. Um, okay. So the first time I actually experienced anything, I was about five years old and I was living in Evanston, Illinois, and we lived in a big rambling turn of the century house, uh, brick, um, and again, as a five-year-old, everything's big anyway, but this thing seemed just imposing. It was huge. It had all these, you know, little nooks and crannies in different places. So again, being a five-year-old, I used to run around that place and I loved it. Um, my father was a journalist and he, I had a couple older brothers and my mother. And this one particular night, he went to go cover a basketball tournament, I believe in St. Louis, and he took my older brothers with him. So it was just me and my mother. And we were downstairs in the family room. And I heard footsteps on the upstairs and we had a wooden floor and it was distinctive footsteps on the, on the floor. And I turned to her and I said, who's that? And my mother looked at me startled and said, well, that's my little boy, which even confused me further. Cause as far as I knew, I was the only little boy in that house. So I just kind of shrugged my shoulders. Okay. You know, five-year-old, whatever. My mother told me later, she was afraid somebody broke into the house and she was really scared. Cause she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. If somebody's upstairs ready to kill us. So she did say that later, but uh, yeah, it was a distinctive uh, footsteps, um, you know, nobody was there, but it was definitely footfalls. And, and that's where it started. And it's continued pretty much ever since to this day. It's interesting. It's interesting that, that, you know, the, I don't have, um, on 99% of my shows, I don't have much audio, uh, feedback or static. Uh, both of these are, are kicking some static back at me. <laughs> This time it's on your gonna, end. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, I usually, uh, I, I, I should have apologized in advance because that usually does happen on these shows with me. Uh, stuff always does happen electronically. And, and I, I did one show where, where there, I actually saw something behind the host. And the other <laughs> host was like, that's funny that you said that because my hair is standing up on end. I said, oh, you can clearly see something go from left to right and it's white. And I don't know what it is. So usually they, they like to join in the spirits are comfortable enough to say, Hey, what's Kevin doing? So this is kind of cool. So they like to come in once in a while. So do you feel that you're, you're what, like a, uh, do you feel that it is everywhere and you see it or that it's around you because of something about you? I think honestly, it's just around me. Um, I, I do believe it is everywhere. I believe spirits are everywhere. And I think I'm, I'm the, as I describe myself, the, the motel sign, the pink motel sign at three o'clock in the morning that flashes vacancy. Mm. So spirits see that and say, Oh, Hey, Kevin can hear and see us. Let's go see what he's up to. And then they come. So that's kind of how I, I kind of liken it to is it's, it's me. And I think it has to do with a lot of my empathic abilities as well as um, I'm Irish American. And I think a lot of the Celtic blood in me has a lot to do with that as well. <laughs> so can you hear them? Yes. And what is that? How does, how does that play out? 
Uh, well, it, it usually it, it depends. Uh, it, it'll be everyone from I've had phrases uh, spoken to me to just a, a quick hey, uh, and nobody being there, and then of course me challenging my sanity um, to footsteps to you know doors closing things like that. Um, yeah, they pretty much run the gambit. I've I've heard um, one of my uh, weirdest moments that what really got me kind of jumping into this was a couple years straight out of high school. Um, I was really starting to learn about electronic voice phenomena and I decided to go ahead and try it myself. And for, for those in your audience that is old enough to remember, I had the big boom box with the detachable speakers and the double tape cassettes. <laughs> so yeah, there, there, there were th these things called cassettes back in the day. Yes, sir. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I, I found myself alone in, in Falsters. I had moved to Virginia by this time and I was living in Falsters, Virginia, which was not too far from where I am now in Alexandria. Um, and what I consider my childhood home. And uh, I decided, hey, nobody's here. So let me go ahead and see if I can capture anything. So I popped the tape in and said, hey, if there's anybody here, please show me. So I hit, you know, record and play and went to a friend's house for about an hour, came back, rewound the tape. And I didn't get anything other than the white noise until about the last two minutes of the tape. And I got some bleeps and some blips. And it sounded like somebody's beating on top of the machine. And of course, there was nobody in the house. And then at the very last maybe five, 10 seconds of the tape, a voice came through and said, I have shown you, ha ha. And it was as if you turned the volume down as low as you could. And it was slow and it was scary. I don't want to say demonic because that's always overused, but it was a very guttural, guttural voice that said, I have shown you, ha ha. And that's kind of where it all started for me. Like, oh my God, what the hell was this? What's going on? And then that kind of started off the journey for me. So where's, where's that tape now? Unfortunately, it got eaten. Oh, no. As tapes have a tendency to do. Um, this one, as, as I tried to rewind, rewind it and play it for somebody, the, the machine ate it, and I wasn't able to salvage it. How many times did you get a chance to listen to it before it got destroyed? Just the one time. You heard it the once? I heard it the one time, yep. <laughs> I had, uh, uh, I, I'll share my story because the short version of it. Uh, I had, um, well, not me, but I was privy to, my mother's uh, husband who had passed six months prior left her a voicemail <laughs> wow. and that I had to listen to that easily 20, 25 times, but it was clear as day. Are you there? That's what he yeah, said. I'm here. No, oh, no oh, I'm that's sorry. what he said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you there? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's, and, and so the, the, the number on the machine, um, the number on the, uh, on the call, not on the machine, sir, the number on the phone, um, was the hospital room he was in um, where, he, where he passed. And the voicemail and the call came like we had left. And we came back to it and she had one missed call and a voicemail. And it was his hospital room and him. Are you there? So <laughs> that, that was, you know, and that's one of those things. Like, again, it's cliche, you know, it sounds so fake until it happens to you. <laughs> So that's, you know, that's a crazy thing. It's a shame you didn't get the opportunity to listen to that like over and over and over again type of thing. Yeah, I didn't because, you know, and, and I've, I've said this before, um, you know, the, the ghost shows that are currently on and that have been on kind of kicked the door open to the paranormal. Back then in the 90s when this took place, it was still very taboo and, and basically people thought you were crazy. So you never really came out and said, oh, I heard this, I heard that. Because people would tell me I was crazy when I asked them, I said, they they said, you heard this, this is what happened. Are you on drugs? Are you okay? So that's, that's kind of the reaction I got from my family and friends was, 
okay, we're going to back away slowly. <laughs> and yeah, so it, it was just one of those things. And again, I, I wish I did have that evidence like I did back then, because again, nobody really believed me. Well, I also think too, that it wasn't for anybody else. So possibly the same energy that recorded it ruined it um, after you heard it, right? Because um, that was sounds to me like that was for you, uh, you specifically. And, you know, also to remember back, back then, back in the 90s, conspiracy theories were ghosts, Bigfoot, and the Loch Ness Monster. Right. And, and now conspiracy theories are anything that goes against the public narrative. So whatever's on television, if you're against what's on television, you're a conspiracy theorist. But they started the brainwashing and they started the division way back then. So for them, for, you know, for them, you have to wonder too, you know, why we live in a world where if you talk about these things, you're crazy. So the world has taught you that it is impossible and that anyone that brings it up needs to be made fun of. Right. And it, it's a deterrent. So if we don't tap into our power and prowess, then how are we supposed to know? How are you supposed to get any further advanced if you yourself doubt yourself because the world has told you to doubt you, right? How far would you have gone if, if, if everyone had surrounded you and supported you and said, let's do this together or let's, you know, here, let me support you. Let me show you what, you know, what can you really do? New technology, new this, new that, all kinds of great stuff. And, but again, too, I remember that being a boom. There was a boom in the paranormal, the hunters, uh, those TV shows and those TV shows as far as I was concerned, were all distractory. In other words, like anything that you saw on, I don't know, Home and Garden or TLC or whatever channel they were airing them on, it was all bullshit to make people think shit's bolt, like to make, to make people go and go, anyone that does this is dumb, right? That, it was almost like a psyop, the television shows that they put out there. Uh, and that, you know, that's my opinion because anyone that tells a true story in this vein, from what I've understood and from what I've seen and from the experiences that I've had, you feel it. You feel it in the way they say what they say. Um, it grabs you. So I, I say all that sort of stuff. I love the tape story. I want to know what, what's the one that shook you the most? What's the one event in your life or, 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 or series of events that got you the most? That was, that was like, I was not expecting that. This is a, what's a, what's a kapow moment in, this, in, in your story? Um, when I was, uh, in school, um, college, I was actually finishing up school in, in, in a small town in Pennsylvania at the time. It was like 97, I believe it was. Um, I was dating a psychic who was also a witch and we had a friend of ours who boyfriend did not believe in the paranormal at all. They thought he said it was garbage. This doesn't exist. So we were going to show him. She said, well, let's have a channeling session and show him. What, what's out there and we went ahead and did this and uh something came through uh that attached to all of us and it was a very evil thing it was a very negative thing and everything everybody had experiences that were negative myself included had uh, a personality change to where i was fun you know outgoing and this and that i i shut myself off i was withdrawn i didn't want to talk to friends and i just i knew something was wrong with me and i didn't know why so um, and then other people, like he had a motorcycle accident and almost killed him. Um, she had car trouble, like electronics would break down. So all these things were happening and we all knew why it was, or at least suspected. So I told my girlfriend, I said, hey, we got to do something about this because this is not right. 
and she's like, you know, Kevin, I didn't close the circle when we 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 broke it when we saw that thing, and this is what happened. So we finally got together, and she closed the circle, and everyone was was back to normal. But for the couple weeks that that happened, uh, it, it was just almost an indescribable feeling because I knew something was going on with me, but I didn't know what, and that scared me. And uh, I don't wish that on anybody. Attachments are horrible things. And I, I don't wish that on anybody, but that was kind of the one thing that really scared me because I didn't know what this thing was, what it was capable of doing or what I could, what it could make me do. And that was like the one thing that was like, I luckily I've never had that uh, ever again, but that was the one that really just kind of like shook me to the core. Hmm. Wow. It's such a, wow. It's so weird. You know, and I don't know if I have, you know, if I have a bias towards certain things, but I mean, I don't, I look at, I look at our body and, you know, we think things can possess us. Um, But at the same time, we don't know what we are right? People don't know. People just assume I'm a person on earth. What the hell does that even mean? Like theoretically, you're, you are the entity that's possessing your meat suit. So why wouldn't there be room for another one? Why wouldn't there be room for something else to come in? You know, um, whatever, you know, ethereal realm that we're in right now, it's like the suit that we're wearing, this, the, this body that we have is like, it's like if you want to go scuba diving, you got to put on the, the gear, to be able to swim and breathe uh, in the icy cold waters. For us to come here, we had to put on this suit. <laughs> um, and anything can come in. So I, like, I firmly believe that we don't get possessed. We are the entity that is possessing. And on certain frequencies, on certain nights, in certain ways, there's probably another realm that can come through. I think these things, I don't know for sure. But I'm, I'm also crazy to half the people that speak to me uh, and a genius to the other half. So, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Six it's, and one half a dozen of the other. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So here's another fun question with all the stuff that you've done and all, and all the, you know, all the writing and all the, and all the podcasts and all the shows, what's the one story that you heard or the one thing that wasn't directly involving you, obviously, um, but the one that like grabbed you and was like, holy shit, this happened to you and a story that you heard, somebody that was telling you something or, or a presence that you were in or something that you felt, you know, while, while somebody was telling you a story, cause you must, you must have some crazy stories from other people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I, that's one thing I, I really love about this. And, and, and that's one reason I wrote the book is because I wanted answers mm-hmm. and I wanted to have a, a, a nice discourse because I, again, um, people are, are loath to talk about this still, even in this day and age, it's still a little bit of taboo. And, and when I, this was getting published, um, I didn't even want to tell my workplace because I wasn't sure how this was going to, they were going to handle it because I work for a county facility, first of all, and I didn't want people saying, oh, well, we know which one this is. So we're just going to go, oh, hey, all the ghosts are there. And secondly, I didn't know how my coworkers were going to take it and they're going to ridicule me or whatever. But the, the response was great. My director was actually in the book because she actually had an experience with me one night. And uh, she was like, oh, my God, I, I forgot about that. I said, no, you're here. And she was like, oh, God, you didn't put my, I said, no, I didn't put your name in there. But um, I was a little worried about that. So um, it's been a really positive response. And, and, and people at work, a few of them are still, you know, hey, any crazy things going on? I said all the time. And then I have people coming to me now 
that work different shifts and they'll say, oh, hey, Kevin, by the way, this happened to me last night. And I'm like, of course, it happened to me two weeks ago. So that's actually kind of nice uh, to do that. So again, I've met some really good people in this field and I've had some really good discourse and, and chats and, and everything. And I've learned a lot and, and hopefully I, I think I've, I've taught some people some things. Um, I just recently did a podcast with a good friend of mine um, who goes to Gettysburg a lot. And that's actually going to be something I'm going to be doing with my next book. But she had a couple really of those crazy stories that um, she crosses over people. And she was able to cross over a few people from Gettysburg that actually during tours that were, they wouldn't leave her alone. And she had to cross them over. And, and there were just some things that were just like, like really like, wow, you know, just really like, oh my God, you had to do that or that happened to you. And, and it was just, and she's been back three or four or five different times and she just gets things all the time. But um, I really enjoy those stories because I, I, I can't wait to get there myself. I've been there as a, as a tourist and just seen things before. Now that I'm going there to help write a book, um, I can't wait for the experiences I'm going to have. But yeah, she had some really, really, really good experiences that gave me the, the chills, quite honestly, when I was listening to them. Uh, she gave me the chills talking to me about them. That's incredible. That's you would you know you would, I'd say you would think that after all this time these spirits from Gettysburg would be a would, you know would have moved on but we don't have a clue what time really is it's we invented it for the most part you know eighty years in this reality is a blink of an eye somewhere else exactly. so yeah so I don't know what uh, now with regards to the paranormal I mean yes there's ghost stories yes there's there's things you know that go bump in the night but you know without like what else have you experienced that or what else do you know that you know when it comes to the paranormal like there's you know people can talk about bigfoot or ufos or like we were talking before you know all these like other quote-unquote conspiracy theories back in the day which aren't anything now you know what's your take what's your take on the realm now that you've quote-unquote outed yourself and and people have been you know kind and susceptible to you what's your take on the industry itself? And, and I don't mean industry as in we're all in this to make money because the most people in this quote unquote industry are in it to share their stories. Um, I think anyway, what, what, what's your take on, on, on the, uh, on the entirety of this realm, this, 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 this paranormal investigation, uh, I guess the people, the group, the connection, the community, what, what's your take on the whole thing? Um, I think my, my take on it so far has been kind of uh, a little bit of a mix, a mixture. There are some really good people out there that I've met and I've heard and I've listened to and talked to and read and things like that who are actually out here for answers and to get, you know, other people, you know, to find out what's going on and to help other people. And when you experience these things, the first thing you're thinking of is, oh, my God, I'm crazy or what's well, going on. There's actually a lot of helpful people out there. However, on the other uh, side of the spectrum. There are a lot of people out here that just want to make money and make a name for themselves. And those are the ones that you have to watch out for, because I think there's a lot of, a lot of charlatans out here that unfortunately are trying to make a quick buck. And I've also run into some people and, and, and this isn't to disparage anybody at all, because I, I, I draw from a lot of people, but I've actually run into people and talked to people. And this irritates me is that, Oh, because I'm not so-and-so and I don't have a TV show that I, I you're not, I'm not going to believe you. I've actually run into people that have said, you're not on TV. You don't know what you're doing. So-and-so knows because he's on TV. I've had people say this to me and I'm like, you gotta be nuts. 
and I want to throw my book at them and say, here, read this. Maybe you'll get somewhere. But uh, that, uh, luckily, that's few and far between. So you have a, a broad spectrum of people, I think, in this community. And, and again, for the most part, most of them are genuine and really want to do good work and help and figure out what's going on. And then you've got the other percentage. You just want to make a quick buck. And, and, and that's what they're going to do. And unfortunately, you're going to have that in almost anything you do. I agree with that. I agree that you're going to have that anywhere. I mean, uh, in my profession, I am, um, for the most part, a motivational speaker. My audience knows that I push and promote a really positive note and message. And I like to have fun with literally everything I do. Uh, we have haters. Isn't it ridiculous? So there are people out there that don't like the idea of positivity and they want to shit on it. And the same thing I have to assume in your industry is if these people are going to bust your balls about that sort of stuff, then they speak more to them. It's not that they don't want to believe you. It's that they're, they're in this world, in this realm to, to quote unquote debunk or to be, you know, to say like, okay, well I can, I can dismiss this guy. I can dismiss that guy. And like eventually they just want to dismiss everybody because they're trying to disprove something. So anyone that I would assume, you know, anyone that went out of their way to make you feel less than uh, are themselves less than this is, this is, it's easier to drag you down than to lift themselves up. Um, so, I mean, that, 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 that runs rampant in the industry, in every industry, there's always those people. And I even remember, I remember, you know, way back in the day, like just being an asshole, just being a sarcastic prick. I'm still a sarcastic prick, but it's not, uh, it's not in, in, in any negative vein. Uh, and, um, you know, when you take out the negativity, the doubt, the, 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 the anger, anything that's inside you, you get rid of that. Uh, and, you, and you can still have a little bit of fun with, you know, what people are saying and doing, then that's, that's certainly a nice level to get to. But I, I would have to assume that the answers, the answers are so important because at the end of the day, like, fuck money. You can, you can make all the money in the world, but you, you can't put it in the box with you. So what answers have you found? What answers have you found in your 20 plus years of, of hunting, writing, and experiencing what answers? Where are we? What do we got? What do you got for us? Give us the answers <laughs> are there are there are more questions, <laughs> and that's literally what I've found. Um, mm -hmm. Honestly, the um, you know, but the one thing I, I do, and, and again, nothing, and, and I know that everything that I've experienced in, in this field, everything is theory and conjecture. There's nothing that has been proved beyond a shadow of a doubt, and I know that. However, I like the fact that this field opens up the possibility to almost anything, and if you have an open mind. You know, I can believe Bigfoot's down the street. I can believe that. I've been in some remote places in this country that I wouldn't know what the hell's in there because they're so wooded. You can't get back there. Why the hell not have a Bigfoot living back there? Who knows what's back there? But again, you have other people. Oh, that's bullshit. You can't, you know, there's nothing, whatever. So you do get, again, you, if you keep an open mind, um, like I'm not a big alien person. But I don't discount that there are aliens. Why not? You know, I believe anything can happen. Anything is possible. But um, honestly, every time I try to find out why, why this is this, I run into more questions than answers. And I, have, I think a lot of people in this field do the same thing. We all run into more questions than answers. But it is nice to, to talk to people. I've, I've actually run into people, and, and this, is, this is another thing. Um, I've actually heard people on other shows that, are so staunch a believer in what their methods are that anything that you have means nothing. And they were actually arguing with this host about, no, 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 that's wrong. I, I do this and I do that. And this is, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm listening to this guy. Like I want to punch him mm -hmm. because it's like, dude, there's not, 
a set anything in here, man. But he, he's, he's like one of these PhDs. And, and I've had professors like that in college where it doesn't matter what the hell you do. You don't have the same thinking as that person. He's going to fail you, which is wrong. But that, you know, I, I've had that, unfortunately. But yeah, I've had people like, like that. And, and there's no real, real room for that. But um, again, it, it's just the, the idea that it could be and why. And then that's, I think, kind of half the fun of this is that It'll, it'll, it'll never go away. It, there's always another question. Well, why did that happen? Why did that happen? And you can always investigate. You can always look into it and talk to people and, and meet people. And I think that's part of the, the greatness of this whole thing is we'll never know because I don't think we're supposed to know. Yeah. No, I agree with that 100%. And, and, and there's a, that, that huge adage of, of, I speak about it all the time, living in the, uh, living in the question. Uh, you know, for the majority of my life, I was systematically doing as I was told, which was, you know, house, job, wife, kids, car, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I was miserable. Again, no wife, no kids. Uh, but the rest of it, I did it all. And, 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 and I was living in the answer. I knew the answer. I knew what I had to do. And I went out and I did it because it's what I was told to do. And when you can switch from living in the answer to living in the question, then everything for the most part changes. And that, that is your, you know, sort of what you were talking about. Like the professor's like, if you don't do it my way, you fail. Uh, and that's not teaching us anything other than repetition um, or to think the way he thinks, which isn't free form thinking. It's more extended versions of prison. So I love that the more you dig into any topic anywhere, the more questions you have. And when you aren't locked into any one way of thinking, you really can experience everything. And, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of other communities out there. People talk about the Q community and this, that, and the other thing, or, or people that are, you know, uh, pro flat earth or, uh, you know, that's a really fun community to be a part of as well, you know, or to, to, to dance in is the flat earth versus round earth versus uh, concave earth versus all this sort of stuff. Um, and, and I, I speak in that, in that realm as well. Uh, I'll certainly ask the questions. I mean, there are certain holes to the globe story. And it's funny because the people in there, I have celebrity friends. And because I have celebrity friends, I must be an agent shill. So people will listen to me, listen to me, listen to me until somebody from the television comments on my uh, post or whatever. And then, the, and then I get attacked by these people doing nothing with their lives. Right. And that, that's a funny thing because, and, and, you know, the quote unquote celebrity realm don't take people seriously because they've got nut jobs in there. So like I'm, I'm, I'm dismissed by all, all realms in this. Um, and I laugh at this. I do laugh at, at this mentality uh, running through every aspect of, you know, you know, you wouldn't think that specifically your community, the people that are legitimately in your community, you wouldn't think that they want to go out there and, and, and just be a general asshole to other people is it serves no purpose. But then again, that mentality serves no purpose anywhere. Yet a lot of people hold it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is crazy. Have you put any consideration into, into where we are? Does, does your, does your paranormal research, does your you know experiences with ghosts and 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 things that go bump in the night, have you have has it pushed you to question where your two feet are planted? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the things uh, that's actually a really good question. Um, I've actually started looking into a lot of this multi-dimensional um, theory, mm -hmm. and a lot of it makes sense to me because if that is true, um, I think of the old video games like the Pac-Man games, mm -hmm. uh, where you can go out one screen and come out the other. And if that's true, I think that's what residual hauntings could be, is like you're going from realm to realm and then showing up and things like that. So if that is a possibility, then that's what we're doing. So, yeah, I've actually started thinking like, you know, I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little uh, iffy on the reptilians, but uh, <laughs> I've looked into that a little bit. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure, but uh, well, last I checked, I don't know any reptilians, but maybe I do and I just don't know it. But um, yeah, it's just, it, it's like, a, like I said, it's like the, the onion, you peel away the layers of the onion, there's always something else. And, and again, that's one thing. Um, I do think I, I do have a feeling I do believe because there are, and I, I'm sure maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't. Um, a lot of these stories are getting played in the news now, whereas before they would never do that other than Halloween. So like I was just reading, I read ghost stories all the time in the, in the in mainstream media now, and I'll, really? I've never seen that before. I've, so, I don't, I still haven't seen it. What was the last ghost story you read in mainstream media? They had, um, there was one on um, one of the, one of the local channels here where somebody had an alleged haunted house and actually had videos of something and they actually posted it on their website and I was really shocked and they weren't, they, they were, it was a legit news story. It wasn't, they were making fun. It was actually like a legit news story and I was like, wow, I, you know. That's kind of interesting, but I've seen a couple of those. They were having um, some Mothman sightings in, in Lake Michigan area mm -hmm. uh, really heavily a couple months ago. And actually last year as well, the, you know, sh Chicago newspapers were eating that up and actually covering that as if it was like, you know, something going on, like in somebody's neighborhood. And I was, that really shocked me. It wasn't, you know, a bunch of, you know, people running out there trying to look at ufos it was actually the mainstream media being sent out there to do stories so i, I think honestly there's going to be a big break soon that it's going to kind of open this up to something's going to happen where we're going to have to question everything have you i love the mothman i love the mothman it's funny that you brought that up i talk about that he's sprinkled in throughout my entire show um and this this goes into the lineage of time time is is not what we think it is the mothman is is one of those entities that's very similar to um, uh, the men in hats, uh, the three men in hats that are seen in certain histories. I'm pretty sure we talked about that on the last episode. Uh, and, and they're, they're in photographs. Uh, they were spotted at the Hindenburg. Um, there's footage of them at a few places. And the Mothman is, is part of this. And I love this. I didn't know that he was recently spotted in Michigan or, or that there was corroborating stories of multiple people seeing this. I'm, I'm going to look into that for sure after this show. Uh, I love, I love that stuff. That stuff's crazy. Um, now, when it comes to you thinking that something's, you know, going to be leaked, I love that too, because your reality is you're in tune with this stuff. You're seeing it. I'm not. Um, I'm seeing other stuff. Like I know that they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna announce that that, that aliens exist, and they're gonna like, here's a UFO. Look, it's flying. Uh, this is Project Bluebeam. It's you know, it's gonna be out there. Uh, that stuff's pretty crazy stuff too. Uh, all this, you know, like, do I believe in aliens from another planet? I personally don't. Um, I don't because I have, I have misgivings on where we are. I don't have answers as to where we are. People are like, well, I'll tell you where we are. No, you'll, you'll tell me what they told you where we are. Um, 
And I, I have, you know, with regards to reptilians that you brought up, you do know some reptilians. And the neat thing about reptilians is these are um, an entity that has been hiding in plain sight for so long. If you look at old money, royalty, uh, look at the, the, the Queen of England, uh, and their entire bloodline. Look at the houses. Uh, I'll just say this. Look at all of the property that they own. Um, there's something a little bit different about parliament buildings and royalty property. Uh, the idea that we need royalty, the idea that these people are anything is laughable. Um, but they are hidden in plain sight. Reptilians are also in all kinds of lore. Um, the lost city of Atlantis, for example, uh, these are the reptilian people. Um, can they breathe underwater and this and anything? Do they look like reptiles? No. Um, it's it's a, a, der- a derivative um, derog- derivative of how their brain works and how they're chemically made up. Uh, when we deal with reptilian parts of our brain, we are for lack of a better term, cold-blooded. And every single human has a reptilian aspect to their brain. The interesting thing about humans is we all have different blood types as well. So the the theory goes that we would be, we could be uh, an experiment. Humanity might be an experiment because we there's so many like if if we were all one purity there wouldn't there wouldn't necessarily be so many different blood types we would all be essentially one but if they mixed uh, the pleiadians with the reptilians with the nephilim with this with that with all the other entities that were already here uh, and we are the petri dish experiment then that is to me a plausibility i have no proof of any of that but i certainly have no proof that every single one of us on this planet is the exact same entity uh, and I don't think we are. I think a lot of games are being played. I think if you look at even politics, you can see it flat out in politics. You know, there's a ton of games being played that we don't know anything about. Um, and we just swallow it up. Like our only source of information is whatever they hand us. And if we try to look at anything else, we're made fun of. And, right. that's, oh, absolutely. and that's every aspect of everything. So how are we supposed to? How are we supposed to believe fucking any of it? Um, because of all of it, like from birth, you're taken out of your house and you're put into an indoctrination camp and you're told it's school. You're not, you're not taught how to learn. You're taught how to repeat the stories that they give you. And that then becomes the basis of where you are. If people knew their own, their true power, fuck, man, it's wide open. So, and that's where it, it parlays in. I love that this, this episode touched on all that. I love that we had the opportunity to tie in the paranormal with, with aliens, with politics, with... Uh, I'm sure we could even tie it into COVID somehow. Absolutely. Um, And this, you know, to me, this is, this is good stuff. This is stuff that needs to be talked about. This is your expertise with the paranormal, with the ghosts, with the spirits. Um, You know, it's, it's phenomenal. This, this, this 2012, the minds predicted 2012 is the end of the earth, the end of the world. Um, I believe that to be true. I believe that uh, also operation looking glass uh, project looking glass. Sorry was them being able to look into the future. That all ended in 2012. Um, the Mandela effect has run rampant since 2012. Uh, your, your sightings have probably amplified exponentially since 2012. 
Um, anyone in tune with that sort of stuff would see things. So the end of the world was more than likely 2012. And that doesn't mean that it's all over. That means the end of the world as we know it. Um, and that is where the multiverse kicks in. The Mandela effect going nuts is, I think, universes colliding into each other at a rapid rate. You know, I was listening to, uh, remember, remember, I think it was Hathaway. Uh, yes. if, if I said to you, what is love? What are, what's the next line to that song? Baby, don't hurt me. Ah, uh, not anymore. Now it's lady, don't hurt me. Are you serious? Oh, they changed it. Yep. And it's been that way since the dawn of time. Apparently they keep that ladies and gentlemen, that's now, another I've heard. That's interesting. I've heard that because the, the, yeah, the, the whole Mandela effect is mind blowing. It is like, it, yeah. Oh my God. Like I, I actually looked into that. I was like, that's crazy. I didn't know what it was. And then I heard it on the show and they, the host explained it. I was like, I got to look this up. And well, sure here's enough, another it was, it was something like with the Bible. There was a whole thing with the Bible that blew my mind with some Bible verses yeah, that course. I thought I knew and they changed them. And I was like, that's crazy. No, it's always been this. It's always been <laughs> the lion with the lamb. Yes, exactly. That's the one. But in your Bible now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the wolf with the lamb. Yes, it is. And that shit, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Here's another one for you. I don't know if you know this one. If I said to you, geographically, compared to Australia, where is New Zealand? On a globe, if you're picturing a globe. Oh, um, isn't it usually like kind of underneath? Okay. To the side somewhere? So in your reality, it's, it's, it's where it is. In my reality, it was top right. Because Australia used to be called the land down under, which meant it right. was the bottom continent. Right. Now, New Zealand is below it. <laughs> that, was one that, that was one that blew my mind. But, it, but if you pictured it below already, then, then you yes. would have seen it. The Panama Canal, that's another one. In my reality, the Panama Canal ran east to west. Right. Now it runs um, north and south. Wow. Because South America is no longer below North America. It's below and far off to the right. And I have, I have a piece of actual, a, a, a piece of, uh, they call it residue from another timeline. I brought one with me. Check this out. Sorry for the background noise, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to edit that out. I am holding up the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. And if you can see the continents there, right? This is yeah. the residual. That's North America and South America directly below each other. They, that is no longer the case. <laughs> south America is now below and to the right, which means oh, the Panama wow. Canal runs north and south. Oh, my goodness. That's kind of neat. It's neat how, you know, we, we remember certain things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many of them, obviously. The Berenstein Bears was the first one for me. Yes. I mean, if I, asked you, if I asked you to spell Leonard Skinner, could you do it? C-L-Y-N-A-R-D. S K Y N E R D. Uh, ish, close enough. Um, but how they actually spell it and have always spelled it since the dawn of time is insane. L Y N S K Y N R D. What? <laughs> Leonard Skinner. <laughs> L Y N. Uh, uh, yeah, Leonard. Uh, anyway, you look it up. If you just if you just punch into Google right now, you'll look at that and go, "What in the absolute f is that?" <laughs> so this it, is it still is sweet home alabama though right i think so yeah it'd be okay. funny if it was like sweet home kentucky though eh? <laughs> yeah exactly i was just gonna say my god my mind's blown now <laughs> now 
it's uh, the, well, the Mandela effect is, is, is one of those ones that I never, I never put any effort into um, until I started to. And, and Brian Stavely is a, an individual I've had on the show a few times. The guy is, he's one of the, he's one of the best. He's put so much effort into this and he goes around, you know, debunking people and people attack him all the time. Like he's under attack constantly. Like it, it's, it's interesting that in that community, they want to attack as opposed to learn, expand, share more. They want to ridicule as opposed to be like, wow, maybe this is a thing. You know, there are so many crazy, crazy Mandela effects. Like here's one. Uh, do you remember how Jane Goodall died? No. Do you remember, do you remember who Jane Goodall is? Yeah. Yeah. She's an anthropologist that was uh, with the apes. Yeah. And so in my timeline, she was killed by the apes. And this timeline, she's still alive. <laughs> Wait, what? Jane, Jane Goodall is still alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. At yeah, all. So, yeah, isn't she? Yeah. She was eventually attacked by the apes. Right. <laughs> the very apes that she spent her entire life living with, growing with, and, and defending and protecting. Yeah. They killed her. But she's alive <laughs> and doing okay, well, well, quite well. <laughs> All right. Right. These things are, in my opinion, so similar to the paranormal because what's the paranormal? If you see a spirit standing in the hallway, who's to say it is or isn't what it is? I mean, Jane Goodall was dead for years and now she's alive and well, right? Who's to yeah. say that that person standing in the stairwell is standing in your stairwell? They could be standing in that stairwell in a different reality. And you could be witnessing one crashing into you. Yep. Um, yep. That's true. The multiverse is recurring in all media. I also believe all media is sharing with us the truth. Um, the truth. The power that we as humans gain from the sun uh, is a story told in the Superman comics. It's all truth. But when our truth has been buried from us, the superheroes seem fantastic you know like can you fly well technically if i'm in a different ethos if i'm in if i'm in water uh, i'm technically flying you know who knows yeah. who knows what we're capable of everybody hears those stories of uh, parents with superhuman strength to save their kids you know right. Oh, yeah. we can tap into certain things um the monks that take those lashings and beatings mm -hmm. they feel no pain there's apparently a monk who's still technically alive even though he's been dead for 30 years he went into a state of meditation and and never came out but he's his heart's beating and he sits there wow you know so to anyone that has any questions about any of this stuff um there's answers there's answers and there's more questions and there's there's a path but you're not crazy you don't have to be crazy uh that they want you to be you don't have to be that you don't have to perceive yourself as that I don't know. Do you have, uh, are you on social media? Yes. Yes, I have um, Facebook, which I, I usually honestly don't use much. Um, mm -hmm. But I think if you type in my name, Kevin Killen, it'll actually, one of my, it has my book and it'll, it'll pop up there. Um, I am on Instagram at, uh, <laughs> I have to look at it really quickly. For some reason, I'm drawing a blank. Pardon me. I worked this, I worked today. So I'm kind of like. No problem. My head's kind of not the ca the caffeine hasn't kicked in just yet. 
There you go. It's, I'll I'll uh, have these links. I'll have these links up in your uh, uh, up in your bio or up in the bio for the show. So they're going to be able to find you. Is there a specific place that you have in mind that you uh, you um, sorry about that? Is there a specific place that you have in mind that uh, where people buy your book? Is it at Amazon? Sure. It, uh, yeah. Yes, they can get it at Amazon.com. They can get it at my publisher at um, OzarkMountainPublishing.com. Okay, awesome. So I'm going to have these things obviously in the in, in the thing, uh, in the write up. I want people to buy your book. I want, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there, if you're listening to this show, and and you are listening to this show because you just heard me say that. Um, if you have any interest in this stuff. Uh, you can reach out to him. I'm going to put your, I'm going to put your Instagram right in there so people can reach out to you. Um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, and also if you could include my uh, email address, that that's perfect. Cause I'm always looking for people to talk to and I love talking to people. So just hit me up if they want to talk about anything, honestly, they can hit me up at uh, kkillenbt at gmail.com. Perfect. Perfect. It, it's so much fun. And, and like I said, I don't think it was on the show. Maybe it was in the pre-show. I want to get a panel. I want to get a panel. So if you've got guys that you you want to talk about, I want to I want to bring that panel onto the show at some point, um, and and really hash it out, share some stories, you know, have maybe maybe closer to Halloween, really ramp it up and and have a little bit of fun with it, you know, as we're as we're so close to the thin veil. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that can be discussed, a lot of stuff that can be worked on. There's so much out there that that we need to we need to pull. We need to pull out and we need to put into people's faces and show things and make things, you know, we need to be able to, to have these discussions. Uh, and I would love to have a quote unquote paranormal or ghost panel uh, of, of amazing people telling amazing stories and shedding some amazing light on a really cool topic, a really cool topic. Um, you've been a lot of fun, man. You've been a lot of fun today. I really appreciated this. Yeah. Yeah. I- thank you for having me this has been a blast like i said this is the kind of thing that i i love doing because like i said you can go off and branch off into many different things but it all kind of ties in together and Mm -hmm. and i'm interested in all of it and i agree with you people need the truth and they need it in their face so it's been a blast yeah yeah for sure uh again everything that you just said we're going to have all all your stuff is going to be in the write-up for this uh this episode all your links are going to be there uh, ladies and gentlemen, reach out to Kevin if you've got an experience. If you want to share your story, maybe he'll put it in the next book. Um, there's lots. There's lots to be done. There's lots to be said. Uh, thanks again for being here, my friend. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.